Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson along with Rob Heppel to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, and joined with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin is a naturopathic doctor and has been helping people find natural solutions for their health issues for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into common health issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Kevin. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Hey, now, uh, you know, the last uh, couple episodes, uh, we really just hit sugar hard. Uh, and, uh, you know, and a lot of that was uh, with things that we consume, especially in drinks and, and things like that. Mm-hmm, that's um, right. And so, you know, I think what we're going to talk about today, um, we, you know, we're staying on 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 that drink um, topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are we going to talk about? Well, it's it's going to be about caffeine, Um and its effect on on human health, and uh, hopefully break some of the myths uh, about caffeine out there. Um, you know, there's just there's just so much information now about caffeine, and uh, and most of it's not good. So you know, we should probably dive into that. Great. Well, um, why like why caffeine? Why is it such a health concern? Well, you know, there's a number of things uh, about it, and, and that's really what we're going to talk about over this this show and the next. Um, you know, it's 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 a central nervous system stimulant, and you know, for a lot of people, that's a good thing because it makes you feel more alert, and uh, you know, you're a little faster to uh, you know pick up on things. But there's so there's so many downsides to this particular uh, substance, to this drug, caffeine. And, uh, you know, that's really what I want to talk about uh, today. Uh, it's the world's most uh, widely consumed psychoactive substance. And in North America, 90% of all adults consume caffeine daily. Uh, 56 to 60% uh, consume coffee daily. Uh, and then, you know, the rest would be black, green, and white tea, uh, as well as chocolate, soft drinks, energy drinks, Herba mate and guarana; those are all uh, uh, basically the sources of caffeine. So, is there any health, like besides you know a little uh, burst of energy and to kind of pep you up? Is there any anything good about it? Like, would you ever say, "Hey, this is a good idea to have caffeine"? Well, you know, I think uh, you know what I usually say to people is, you know, if you're completely healthy, if you, you know, if you really can look at yourself in a mirror and say, you know what, I really don't have any health concerns. And you drink, you know, two, three cups of coffee or or two to three cups of tea a week, it's probably not going to hurt you. You know, there is some evidence to show that some people with asthma, um, you know, may benefit by ingesting caffeine. Uh, and so, you know, that there's a lot of misinformation out there, really. I mean, you know, people will tell you that it's actually good for you. You know, uh, like, for example, coffee uh, apparently, you know, has antioxidant qualities. Uh, 
which, you know, it's true that coffee has some antioxidants in it, but the benefit of the antioxidants is far outweighed by the negative effects of the caffeine um, and some of the other substances in, in coffee. So, uh, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. There's a lot of proprietary interest at, at to heart uh, when we hear some of these stories. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of press out there uh, to, to sort of prop it up and say, oh, you know, coffee is it's not that bad for you. But you, when you really look into what caffeine does, and I, you know, I say coffee, it's really anything with caffeine in it, uh, there's the, the negative implications are, you know, spread all over the place. And so we, we really want to take a closer look at caffeine and, 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 uh, and analyze you know, how it's I- impacting the individual. Because, you know, I see it constantly in my practice. Uh, you know, people are negatively affected by caffeine and they don't have a clue. They don't make the connection until you cut it out completely and then watch the benefit. Uh, you know that's that's really where it where it comes from. So, what you know, what really is it, and how how is it like what's happening inside our bodies that's that's so negative? Well, you know there there are so many different things that it affects. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know the first thing about coffee or caffeine um, is that it gets broken down in the human body at different rates. So, you know, when you're 18 years old, the half-life of caffeine is around five hours. So that means that you drink, say, 200 milligrams of caffeine in your coffee, and in five hours, half of it's gone from your body. It's eliminated through the liver and urine. And so, um, and then in another five hours, you know... uh, half of that half is gone and another five hours half of that quarter is gone so it's basically eliminated from your body in in you know 18 hours but as we age and as different things happen to us that half-life changes and so that means that it stays around in the body for a lot longer so for example women taking an oral contraceptive um, the half-life is up to 10 hours uh, in pregnant women, the half-life is usually 9 to 11 hours. So that means it's staying in your body longer and having more of a negative effect on you. Uh, in infants and young, young children, the half-life uh, is around 30 hours. So this is why um, one of the reasons that women who are pregnant should never ingest caffeine uh, because although they'll tell you, oh, you can drink 300 milligrams safely per day, you don't know what the impact is on the fetus because, you know, this poor little baby um, is hanging on to your caffeine for up to 30 hours. So that's just the half-life where you're, you know, cutting it out of your body um, or starting to cut it out or half of it's gone in, in 10 hours. So, uh, So the implications are are pretty um, serious and you know it's not something that we want to be doing and I think a lot of people don't understand it uh, you know that this is in fact the case another really interesting thing is there's an antidepressant medication commonly prescribed it's called Luvox and um, if you're taking Luvox and this is just one example because so many people take so many different medications but Luvox takes the half-life of caffeine from five hours and moves it up to 56 hours. 
So, you know, if you're taking Luvox, and there's lots of other antidepressants that have similar effects to this, but Luvox is really well known because of this specific effect. So that means that if you drink, you know, 300 milligrams of caffeine and you're taking Luvox, 56 hours later, half of it's gone from your body. So, so over two full days, and it's still in your system. Absolutely. It's still in your system. More than 50% of it's yeah. in your system up to that 56 hours. So this is why, you know, so many people come in to see me. And, you know, I, and typically I see that the other thing is, is as we age, our bodies, our liver's ability to remove caffeine changes too. Part of it's because we tend to take more medications as we age. But also our liver, you know, has had more use over the years. And so it's not working necessarily as efficiently as it used to. And therefore, you know, what happens is, and I see this all the time, people say to me, you know, I used to be able to drink three cups of coffee, all, you know, and right up to bedtime and it never bothered me. And now I, can, I couldn't have a cup of coffee, you know, after 11 o'clock in the morning or I know I'm not going to sleep. And that's a great indicator right there that the half-life of caffeine has coffee or caffeine has changed in your system. And it probably is due to, you know, medications and just the aging process and the fact your liver is not functioning as well as it used to. So, you know, this is a really important piece of information that a lot of people don't look at. And when you look at these studies on caffeine, they're not taking this into effect. They're just looking at the average 18-year-old who can get rid of this stuff really quickly. And, you know, it's out of their system, you know, in a relatively short period of time. And as a result, the health implications are lessened. So let's take a look at some of the things that, that caffeine can, how it can affect the human body. And these are things that I see in my practice frequently. So um, the first thing is that it stimulates your heart and your respiratory system and your central nervous system. So basically your heart tends to beat faster. You know, you're pumping more blood through your blood vessels faster. Um, so it puts a little more strain on the heart. That's, uh, you know, that's one important thing. Uh, you know, it makes your blood uh, a little more thick, if you will, for lack of a better term. Uh, by increasing the amount of fatty acids in the blood. And, you know, this is a, another concern uh, because obviously, you know, if your blood has more fatty acids, there, there are some indications that, you know, especially if you have more of the bad cholesterol, the LDL, or something called apoprotein, apolipoprotein A and B, those are um, uh, indicators uh, of increased risk for stroke and heart attack. So, you know, that's one of the things that comes up with caffeine, and yet it typically gets overlooked and said, oh, no, there's, there's really no concerns about heart function um, long-term. And, you know, we haven't really had a lot of great studies long-term because, you know, there just uh, there isn't enough interest in it. And I think a lot of that is because it's so widely consumed and people love it. And, you know, the, there is definitely a love affair with, with caffeine and coffee out there. I mean, Probably the most difficult thing I see regularly with my patients in getting out of their diet is taking coffee out of their diet. People complain bitterly about having to remove it because it's probably the only substance that we ingest that has a great aroma, that tastes good, that's warm, that's comforting, it's almost rewarding, it's usually involved in a social situation, uh, and it makes us feel good. So, you know, there's there's probably no other food that does that. Well, I think it's even part of your daily routine. I, I remember when I drank a lot of coffee, you know, the first thing I did in the morning, actually, I even prepared it the night before. You know, I'd 
you know, go to the coffee maker, put in, you know, six, you know, six cups. I'd make six cups. I'd fill it all up and uh, have either have the timer on or at least when I woke up, you know, go into the kitchen, flip the switch, go to the bathroom, kind of get ready. And, you know, as soon as I come out of the bathroom, it's already perking and, you know, you get that smell. And, you know, so, you know, it ended up being three mugs of coffee or, you know, six of the teeny little cups. But that was, it's a routine. Absolutely. It, it, you know, and it's the way you kind of start your day. Absolutely. It, it's a routine. And the other thing that I that I see, especially um, with my female patients, is that if their spouse or partner makes it for them and brings it to them, it's there's a real, um, there's a connection there that people make with, oh, somebody's done something for me. I can't not drink that because somebody's done this wonderful thing for me. So that's another little thing. It's, you know, you wouldn't think of it as being a big deal, but that's one of the things I see, uh, especially in, in female patients that say, oh, boy, that's so hard to give up that because, you know, uh, my husband doesn't do a lot, but he does that for me. Hey, Kev, so. it's one of the only things we can get right. <laughs> you know, like you flip the switch, you pour the coffee, you put <laughs> extra right. amount of milk in there, that's and, it. you know, you can't really screw that up too bad. So well, I agree. Um, Boiling water maybe as well. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, some other things that are, uh, you know, indicated as far as uh, caffeine consumption, um, it stimulates blood circulation. And so, you know, for some people, that's a good thing. And for other, in other cases, you don't want your blood circulation to be stimulated necessarily, you know, especially if you're trying to sleep or if you're trying to relax or calm down. You don't want your heart pumping at uh, 120 beats a minute, or you know, and blood coursing through your blood vessels, and which leads me to the next thing, and that's you know, basically it elevates blood pressure. So, you know, uh, the third most commonly prescribed medication in North America right now are, are blood pressure medications. So many people are on these BP meds, and you know, so many of my patients. They're on BP meds and they're drinking, you know, four or five cups of coffee or tea uh, a day or eating chocolate or soft drinks that contain caffeine, um, even energy drinks. Uh, and there's a real tendency to bump up your blood pressure. So, you know, if you can uh, stop all forms of caffeine, you'll often find your BP, your blood pressure comes down. I've seen it come down 20 points on the, on the systolic. So... You know, it, that's that's one little thing. But, I mean, I, I've had I've actually a number of cases of patients that I've had, I've been able to take them off their BP meds just by having them stop caffeine. And, you know, these are situations where people sometimes been on these meds for, you know, 10, 20 years. Um, you know, and the thing about blood pressure medications is most of them have some side effects. And uh, some of them are quite severe side effects long term. So... You know, anytime you get a person off their medication, you're you're always ahead of the game. And if you can get them off caffeine, which has all these negative implications on health generally, which you know we're talking about tonight, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's a it's a double win when you can do that. Uh, the other thing that um, that caffeine does is that it um, it causes your stomach to produce more acid. So, you know, if a person has acid reflux or if they have a hiatal hernia. Um, they've got GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, really common. You know, one of the top prescribed medications in North America are what are called PPIs, uh, proton pump inhibitors, and these are medications to basically stop your stomach from producing acid. 
um, which certainly works to stop heartburn and reflux disease. But if you stop your stomach from producing acid, you don't digest your food very well. And there's also implications in these drugs that they may actually cause bone loss and uh, maybe a, a proponent in osteoporosis, which is becoming a huge issue. So, you know, if you're drinking uh, caffeine, it might be the cause of your GERD or of your acid reflux and because it's causing your stomach to produce more acid. Um, and it, it, not only does it cause your stomach to, to produce more acid, it irritates the lining of the stomach and the small intestine. So, you know, if you are prone to ulcers, this can be an exacerbating factor for ulcers. It can make your ulcers worse. Um, and it can perpetuate your ulcer and prevent your body from healing. So, yeah, these are, these are a couple things, you know, with the gastrointestinal tract, um, you know, that uh, certainly can play a role in people's health in that, in that area. And also, you know, it makes digestion less effective by relaxing the muscles of your gastrointestinal system. The muscles in the GI tract uh, are involved in something called peristalsis, and that can be uh, very important in proper digestion. And so if that, if that goes down, that can play a role in reducing your body's ability to uh, digest effectively. Um, so is there, is there a, like, kind of how, and we'll probably talk about this in a future episode, when you separate certain foods from, you know, don't eat proteins and carbs together, mm-hmm. for example... Is there, like, if, if people aren't going to cut out caffeine completely, is there a better time to drink ca- or, like, consume caffeine? Um, like, do you do it on your own? Do you do it, you know, is it better to have it with something else to, you know, to help absorb it? Or is it kind of to stand alone as it gets ingested? It's going to have its effect no matter if it's just coffee on its own or... Yeah, no, that's a good question, Rob. You know, a lot of people uh, are, even when they listen to these couple episodes uh, and realize how bad it is for them, are still going to drink it. So, uh, you know, if they're going to drink it, it's definitely best to drink it on a, on a full stomach. A lot of people get up in the morning and they just have a coffee for breakfast. And that's one of the worst things you can do because, you know, you're just basically tearing the lining off your stomach and small intestine, your duodenum. Um, so, you know, you really should put some food in there because it kind of buffers the, the, the negative effect of the caffeine on the gastrointestinal lining. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's an important thing to not be drinking caffeinated beverages or ingesting caffeinated substances, even chocolate. You really shouldn't ingest chocolate on an empty st- stomach because of the caffeine. So then, so if they were going to have it, have it, you know, with or after breakfast or yeah. having, like, so having a coffee, like, and this is how it was at our house when I was growing up, mom, you know, would serve coffee to the guests after dinner. So, although she's not doing a great thing, um, that, having it at that time was, was better than everyone having coffee before. Absolutely, unless they were taking Luvox. Okay. If they're taking Luvox, then it's going to be a bad night <laughs> and maybe a couple bad nights. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's uh, that's that's the way to do it is is to um, make sure you're you're ingesting it with some form of uh, food and uh, a fattier food is better. Um, but uh, any food is better than none. So now, Kev, you know, I think uh, we'll kind of wrap things up here. So we we've really looked at you know the digestion part of it and how it's affecting us and and that what um, 
what are some of the things that we're going to talk about in the next episode? Well, you know, there's still a number of other um, negative uh, effects that caffeine has on, on health. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about bone density and osteoporosis. Uh, you know, I want to talk about anxiety. I want to talk about sleep. Um, these kind of things. And I also want to go through, um, you know, uh, some of the other specific uh, ailments that people can find that are caused directly by the ingestion of caffeine. And then we're going to talk about a few uh, drinks just to give an idea as to how much caffeine there are in these different uh, these drinks out there that people are drinking, uh, you know, like, for example, energy drinks versus uh, uh, drip coffee versus green tea, black tea, chocolate. Um, just to put it all into perspective so people kind of have an idea of what they're, what they're dealing with. Sure. So then, like, between now and then, just the recommendation would be, you know, just try to be maybe at least aware of what you're ingesting that would be caffeine and maybe with a couple of these tips um, well first of all reduce it or eliminate it if you can but um, in maybe give the warning that it's going to be you know hell for a couple of days if you go cold turkey because when I've done it um, like quitting sugar versus quitting caffeine quitting sugar for me is way easier right than quitting caffeine for, for 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 myself well and you're you're right on you know and i i never got it because i have not ingested any caffeine myself for years but you know i once had a patient who um and this was about 15 years ago who said you know uh i i told him that he just had to get off caffeine because of all these health related issues and any a month later he came back in to see me and he said you know i got off of it he said it's probably the most difficult thing i ever did he said you know, I used to be a cocaine addict, and it took me two years to get off Coke, uh, and it was difficult, but getting off coffee was way more difficult than getting off cocaine. <laughs> and so, you know, I, that sort of it, that sort of um, really struck me at that time, and, and, you know, because I would just tell people, oh, just get off of it, you know, and then it, 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 I really started to understand what how many how many people have such a connection to coffee especially but caffeine you know green uh, green and black tea people are connected to that in the same way as they're connected to coke or you know coca-cola or uh, you know energy drinks or chocolate and so i think it i absolutely understand that it's not an easy thing to do um, but if you can get off of it and stay off it, you're going to be so much healthier for it. And we'll be talking a lot more about the health implications of uh, staying away from caffeine on, on the next episode. And now, can they just switch to decaf? Is that going to be a, a, a good alternative? Well, decaf, you know, it's better than drinking coffee, but decaf still contains other psychoactive chemicals, methylxanthines, that still have a negative effects on health. And so what I recommend is that people get off of all caffeine altogether. And, you know, as you mentioned, when you get off, you're going to have two, three, maybe even four days where you're going to have headaches, you're going to feel lethargic, you're going to feel moody perhaps. Uh, not everybody, but certainly the vast majority of people I see who get off at experience this. And what I recommend is just, you know, take some Tylenol, take some Advil, uh, some Aleve, whatever it takes for those three or four days to get you through those days so that you know you're you're not uh, completely a waste of time for the you know for that three or four days and and then you know once you come out the other side you don't have to take those anymore for sure well hey this has been really uh eye-opening kevin and uh um i'm really looking forward to the next you know the next episode that we dive even deeper into this because um you know we you know 
we thought that sugar was bad, and and here we're finding out that uh, you know something that we consume, uh, you know, in coffee, tea, and you know chocolate, um, you know what people that you know people love those things, right? They they don't like to give them up. So absolutely. Uh, and I think too, the purpose of our show here is just to uh, you know give you the information and provide you some tools to make better choices and you know different ways of uh, uh, you know. Just changing up your lifestyle to uh, you know wean some of these uh, things out of your system uh, and and replace them with with things that are good or or a better choice. Absolutely, and, and you know I think at the bottom, at the end of the day, if a person can use some of this information to uh, to change up their diet uh, to some extent and see the uh, the the implications of those dietary changes in a positive way, then we've succeeded at what we're trying to do here. Well, this has been great, Kev. So thanks a lot for listening to the Your Best You Today show. Uh, and uh, check back soon for another episode. And if you find that this helps you, please tell someone else. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes.